Eight minutes past eight. It's Politics Wednesday. Megan Woods is with us along with Mark Mitchell. Morning to both of you. Good morning from stunning Timaru this morning, Mike and Megan. Very good. What are you polling in Timaru? Good morning, Mike. What are you polling in Timaru? You got some numbers? Have I got some numbers? Yeah. You got some numbers in the local electorate? What are you hearing? What's the vibe? What's the buzz on the ground, Mark? Well, I'm with with James Meager, who's an outstanding candidate here for us. There are blue signs everywhere. Um, I spent the day um, in Ashburton yesterday, very, very positive. Had a public meeting last night, and the reason why I said good morning from beautiful Timaru is because people in the audience said, would you please say that tomorrow morning on the Mike Hoskins show? There we go. And I said, absolutely. We're number one in Timaru. Here's the thing, uh, Mark. It's always beautiful in the South Island. I can tell you it's a beautiful morning in Christchurch well, look, as well. The sun is shining. What, there's lots of sunshine. I'll give you that, Megan. Been, I've been in um, Rangiora, um, uh, Kaiapoi, uh, Rolleston, and the sun has been shining for the last three or four days. It's been beautiful. Fantastic. Are you a hot draw card, Mark? Uh, well, I, I'm having public safety meetings, and um, and they're always people are always uh, are out, uh, without a doubt, standing remotely. Um, because they inherently know that we're going in the wrong direction in terms of community safety and public safety, and that's right throughout the whole country. Is that the same thing? Now, try not to make this answer too political. When you have a public meeting, where's the cost of living? Where's public safety or crime? Where are all the other issues? Well, obviously, the the, the meetings are around public safety, so that's probably number one. And um, But look, without a doubt, the cost of living and the economy are, are right up there um, in terms of front of people's minds, um, you know, we've got young couples now raising kids, both in good jobs, that are having to access um, food banks uh, to try and put food on the table. And I think you've alluded to it, the interest rates are going up, cost of living is still very high, inflation's not coming down, and, um, it's, and it's extremely difficult for them. Megan, a couple of things for you as kid champ. Are you going to stop Chris eating? Have you, if you watch the news at night, he does nothing but eat around the campaign trail. You've got to do something about that. Oh, look, you know, campaigns are busy times. A man's got to have lunch, Mike. I don't think we can take that away for a month. He's having look, I mean, I think pies the- and <laughs> falafels and ice creams, and I'm thinking, when does he stop eating? Well, yesterday, to be fair, yesterday the visit to the, Roller, the Roller, Roller King Gelato shop, that, that is a time-honoured election stop tradition. Yeah. And I think you'll see all, all leaders eating their ice cream when they go to that place. Okay. Do you, have you seen Richard Preble's piece in the Herald this morning yet or no? No, I haven't seen his piece in the Herald. Okay, I've so read I, some I, of the Herald this morning. I happen to disagree with him, but he's arguing that the debates are going to be critical. In other words, the election tips on the debates, on the televised debates, I don't think that's true. What's your view as campaign chair? So I think the debates are going to be really critical. I think they're not the only thing that the election will tip on, but I think that there is um, a huge amount of contested um, um, ideas out there at the moment. I mean, not least of all, will National release the costings around their tax policies, things like this. What, what, how are people going to fund everything that they're saying they're going to do? There's real question marks over whether or not National's tax cuts are affordable, and whether they can be done, whether or not the revenue can come in uh, in terms of their foreign, uh, foreign buyer tax. Um, all of these things are things that Chris Luxon is going to have to front up and on the debate. So I think at this election they are going to be critical. Okay. They're not always 
that critical. I mean, um, last election, Judith Collins won the first debate. Um, we saw that happen in first of the first of the televised debates. But I think at this election where there are huge questions, particularly dangling over the National Party's costings and how it's all going to add up, they will be a really cr- critical part of it. Give us some insight, Mark. And, and I happen to, because of a bit of conversation around that Q&A interview with Jack Tame and, and Chris Luxon over the weekend. And my, my assessment, I can't quite work out what's going with it. I would say that Hipkins is a better natural debater. He's been around the industry a long time. He's naturally good at what he does in that in that environment. Luxon's still learning because he hasn't been there long. Luxon is either one, he gets freaked out, or two, he's too polite to say what he really thinks. What's his problem? Well, he doesn't definitely doesn't get freaked out. I mean, the, the, the great thing about this campaign is you're starting to see the contrast there. Hipkins is a Beltway guy. He's been a student protester and a and an advisor to an MP, and then became an MP, and then became a member of parliament. Chris Luxon's gone out to the real world. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I get that. But I'm talking in the context of a debate. The cameras are on. It's live. It's an hour of prime time television, and people are sitting down trying to make up their mind. And is he going to turn red in the face and get all and get beaten up, or is is he better than that? No, he's much better than that. I'll tell you why. Because he actually understands and he knows what we have to do as a country to ourselves back on track, that's conviction that comes from his heart. And I think that you're seeing now in the campaign, he loves being out in the communities. Yeah, but he's not out in the community in a debate, Mark. That's my point. In a debate, and I've been there and I've done them, and the pressure is immense. And if he can't handle it, he's going to get eaten alive. And if he gets eaten alive, you're toast. Mike, Mike, he will handle the pressure. He's done his apprenticeship and he's shown that he's been successful in corporate America. That is one of the most brutal and difficult environments to prove yourself and come through. He's done it. So I'm not worried about the debates at all. I think these guys are talking up Hipkins big time um, for the debates. I actually agree with you. I think that Kiwis are far more interested in policies and they're far more interested in seeing our country back on the right track. And they inherently know that under Hipkins and, and Jacinda Ardern and Grant Robinson, that they can't manage the economy, that we are going backwards, that we're a less safe country. Uh, we, we, we're now dropping down all the OCD, OECD measures that are actually used to measure us as a successful country, and they want change. All right, brief break. More in a moment. Mark Mitchell, Megan Woods, 14 past. 16 past 8, Politics Wednesday. Mark Mitchell, Megan Woods with us. Megan, as far as while we're talking about debates and campaign leaders and campaigns in general, Hipkins appears to have lost his mojo. Certainly that was the commentary Friday going into the weekend, and in, in a way you can't blame him. The polls, what, what do you do about the polls? You can't hide from them in the 20s. What do you do? Look, I mean, campaigns are all about... Um, parties putting their ideas to voters. That's what we're in at the moment. If campaigns didn't shift voters' minds, the country wouldn't have to go through, you know, this kind of six-week period we have every three years. People want to hear this. And going back to Mark's point saying that, you know, Christopher Luck, He's done really well in the corporate world. That doesn't necessarily translate into politics. And Mike, in those debates, Christopher Luxon is going to have to front up. Mark's saying that they're running on their economic credibility. Show us the costing for the tax policy and he's going to come under increasing pressure over that because it simply doesn't add up. When, you mean, when, when we've seen like pre-food come out, you say we know things are, are tight and people tight. want to see that people want to go to see that we've got policies that stack up and when the National Party won't release their policies and won't show how it stacks up. I think Megan, people are going to be asking the polls that we've seen questions. since the tax came up, that's that's long gone. I don't think people are interested in the costings. I think they're saying, am I getting a tax cut or not? Do I ideologically align with Labour or I don't, one or the other? Oh, that's what, I, this, that's what this campaign's about. Oh, 
I don't agree with you. The conversations I'm having, people are worried when things don't add up. They want to know that when, when things are like this. I've and, never, and, and Megan, like, Megan, come on. I've been around for 42 years. Want, I've never been anywhere, anyone, and going, hey, Mike, I tell you what, I'm a bit worried that things aren't heading up. No oh, one has so, ever no, said that ever. Not, well, they, they are, Mike, I can tell you that. People want to know that these are affordable. How are we going to pay for them? They understand that, like everyone else, the government's having to tighten its belt, and they want to know that, um, that if they're looking for change, that things add up. And what they're seeing at the moment, they don't. Okay. And the National Party know that, and they won't well, release the no, 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 Here's no, part no, of the problem, and Mark. to your other point, Mike, in terms of the energy of Chris Hipkins on the campaign, I've been with Chris over the last few days, and I can tell you there's a huge amount of energy. Big rally in Christchurch. Well, we just Saturday. don't see it. On, on, yes, it was on the news. Yeah, well, the I know. News I saw that, but I saw a lack the of energy. The guy's way. not chanting. He's waving oh. his placards, but he's not chanting. I'm talking about the rally The rally on, in Christchurch on Sunday. We had the Eastern playing. We had to get an extra room. Oh, that room. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I saw them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and I mean, it was a hugely energised. Our volunteers are fired up. They want to get out there. They are having these conversations. And what they're hearing is people do not trust a party Here's, when the costs okay. don't add Here's up. Here's your problem, Mark, with the well, preview yesterday. It's tight. It's, I mean, what, what, how, do you, how do you work around no money and less than no money? Well, I mean, and that's exactly what Nicola and the finance team are sitting down and looking at now in terms of the preview coming out. I mean, it's not good. Um, you know, some of, the, some of the assumptions there are that Labor will stick to their proposed spending limits. I've never done that since I've been in government. So you're going to release um, you know, the costing Megan, Megan, I just let you go on. Just let me have a say for a minute. Economic slowdown. Um, that's expected to last for another 18 months. People need to see some light at the end of the t- tunnel. And, and look, ideologically, you've got a Labour Party that wants to take more money off people. Yeah, I get all that, Mark, but, but, but you've got no money. You've got no money. You've got less than no money. How do you shine light at the end of the tunnel when you can't afford a battery for the torch? You release well, the costings, what, Mike. That's, that's well, that doesn't do. change anything, Megan. Geez, have you gone down to the PR department this morning? Release the costings. How many times are I hearing release the costings? He's not You'll rele- be hearing it a whole lot more, Mike, <laughs> because the, the country deserves to know how National are going to fund their unaffordable Megan, tax cuts. They Megan, need to release ca- those costings. Megan, as campaign chair, I'd suggest you get chippy and a few more sausage rolls to get the energy up and um, dealing with your MPs that keep spreading misinformation out there. Um, but look, Mike, yeah, the, the reality is this, is that we, we are campaigning on our policies. We absolutely, our policies are costed. Absolutely, they withstand scrutiny. Absolutely, we've released documents showing how they were worked out. And we are focused on giving more Kiwis more money back in their back pocket when they're having to try and scrape up an extra $300 a week to pay um, uh, additional interest on their yeah, we houses. Have yeah, yeah you know, that, that, but look, this is, this is fundamentally the difference is Labor want to try and find ways of um, redistributing wealth and taking money away from people and then spending it on their pet projects. That's exactly what I'm saying. I, that's, that, that's, I, think you're, I think that's exactly what the election's about. You either like that or you don't like that. Yeah. That's, what, that's exactly. basically what it boils down to. Listen, we've got to go, you guys. As, uh, as always, we don't have enough time, but we've got, got another week. That's the exciting thing. Mark Mitchell, Megan Woods, back next Wednesday, 8.22. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.